0: Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I'm excited to talk to you today because I'm gonna talk about your story. And you hear me say all the time, your story matters, so live it courageously. I want you to think about that. Rather than just some slogan, think about that. Your story, I mean you, your life story. All of its highs, all of its lows, all your mistakes, all the things that have happened to you, The good, the bad, and the ugly. It matters. Your story. It matters just as much as somebody else's story. It matters as much as somebody who invented something amazing, who started a foundation. It's still just as important because it's your piece of the puzzle. Every piece is important. Think about a puzzle. Imagine... Some huge, huge pieces. What if they were all different sizes in a puzzle? Some huge, some really tiny. But would the puzzle be complete if it didn't have the tiny piece? Of course not. So your story matters. And this is the third in the series of the Weapons of Hope. The Nine Weapons of Hope is my most recent, latest course. And it's amazing, honestly. And I say that with all humility. I think it's really an incredible arsenal of tools. And it's what I use and what other people are using to help their lives in many different ways. But I just wanted to help you today to learn about your story and hopefully you will get the Nine Weapons of Hope. But if you don't want to become a member, you don't, for whatever reason, don't do that. Today, I can still give you a few tidbits from there. And I think, and that's really the goal here. I mean, you're listening to a podcast. It's not like you have a workbook out. It, you know, It's not like it's a continuing series of something. It's a few minutes. What do you expect to get out of a few minutes? Hopefully a little nugget of wisdom, some kind of tidbit, one little aha moment, something that you could do, some action that you could take, something that you went, okay, that made a lot of sense, something that really resonates with you. That's what I hope you get out of this episode today. And so I'm talking to you about this weapon of hope called your story. And in that, I break this down into basically six different things to help you understand the importance of your story. And the first one is to believe change is possible. Then you've got to disrupt self-defeat. You know, you got to quit being against yourself. Then recognize the value of your story. And I'm going to get into each of these in a little bit, but then commit to change. Right. This isn't just about you getting all happy, happy and going, OK, you know, my story is valuable. But we need to, we, we usually need to do something to change. We need to do, to do kind of alter the course a little, even if it's just to crank, you know, turn the crank just a little bit. And then stand on your story. Stop living in shame and guilt. Self-pity. Stand on it and then own your power. So let's start with the believing change is possible. <clears throat> I think that sometimes we think, well, other people's lives change and things get better for them, but my life has just been a series of difficulties and disappointments. And, you know, I'm just this way and this is how I was made and my mother was this way and my grandfather was this way and, you know, whatever. And so you start to think, well, you know, this is just how I am. Now, there are lots of aspects to you that are probably pretty dang incredible. And why would you want to change? I'm not talking about everything needs to change. I didn't need to change everything about me. The basic me is me. But I did need to change my attitude. I did need to get out of the pity party. I did need to start caring more about myself. I did need to start thinking more about my legacy. I did need to work on more peace and and hope and wearing that spiritual armor in a way that really served me. You know, I did need to stop making excuses and start making reasons. Or having reasons, I I needed to, I, I needed to let go of things that I couldn't control. I needed to stop focusing on and obsessing over certain things. So there were things I needed to change. Gee, sounds like quite a list, doesn't it? So here's the thing. You have to start believing that change is possible. And, and I can't make you believe. I can't convince you to believe. That's going to have to come from you. But I will tell you this. If you can locate one person, that's it—one singular person who's changed. One person who's turned that little that little dial in their life, you know, a couple degrees, and things have changed for them. If you can locate one person, whether you know them or not, you can use me if you need to. If you don't, if you can't think of anybody, but it, in order for you to believe that change is possible. If at least one person has done it, then it's possible, right? It's, it's not like, you know, you have both your hands tied behind your back and no ability to do anything. If one person can do it, then so can you. The next thing I talk about in this weapon of hope is to disrupt self-defeat. And, you know, and there's a lot more to it than I'm going to get into here on this episode, but we are just so against ourselves, especially when all hell has broken loose. You know, for me, because I was so disappointed in what happened with my daughter, who I used to say was going to be the first woman president, and instead she was addicted to heroin. And I was so disappointed by that and felt like such a failure as a mother because I really thought it was all about me and there had to be something I did wrong. I would literally go and spend I don't know how much time reliving every moment I could think about in my parenting. And I'd pick out this little thing, or I'd pick out that little nugget, I'd pick out something, and I go, Oh, that's it. Oh yeah, that's it. I'd be pointing at it. You can't you can't see me pointing, can you? <laughs> I'd be pointing at that thing, going, That's it, that's the reason. It was that thing I did. I never should have done that. And now I've I've got guilt over that. And I feel like a loser and I feel like a terrible parent. And and it was ridiculous, right? There were the you know, it was stupid. And even if there was something big that you feel like you did, you know, Living in self-defeat isn't serving anybody. I mean, what are you proving? What are you proving by being down on yourself? Okay, so you admit you did something wrong or you acknowledge whatever. I mean, okay, good. Now what? You know what I'm saying? You can't stay in self-defeat. You got to stand up and be for yourself. There's enough in this world that's against you. You need to be for you. Recognize the value of your story is the next concept. And this is really cool. This is where you give up guilt and shame, realize how valuable you are. And importantly, this, there is so much value in your adversity. And, you know, we often don't think about that. We think about, okay, what's my value? And we look at all of the good things that have happened. We look at all the positives, right? And we go, oh my gosh, that's the value of me. I can make the best banana cream pie or whatever it is. And you don't think about your adversity, well, that's the bad, that's the negative, that's the awful things in my life. I don't want you to miss out on the value of that. Because you know what? While I wish none of this had happened to me, I don't want to be the person having a podcast called Still Standing, to be honest with you. I mean I mean, I never planned for that. That's not what I would have chosen. I, I didn't choose to be the one who told the world about her daughter and addiction. I didn't want to be the one with a hole in my heart. I don't want to be a sad, you know, case. I didn't want to have to overcome. I mean, who does, right? Nobody would choose it. But if you have adversity in your life, and everybody does to to whatever degree, we all have adversity. I don't care how big or small you might think it is. It, we all have adversity. It do, It's all here to serve us. Why not use the adversity? Why would you not take advantage of this opportunity. And I know it's not easy to to stand up and go, I'm going to use my adversity. When you're exhausted and confused and sad and helpless and depressed and down, I get that. But maybe that's a spark you need. Maybe that's the spark you need to say, you know what? That's right. Valerie's right. I'm going to use my adversity. I don't know how yet, but dang it, I'm going to be determined to use my adversity. See, that would be my weapon of hope called your decisions You make that decision. You make a commitment. I'm going to do something good with this. You know, and it doesn't have to be something like I'm doing or something big. What if it was just changing your attitude, which I talked about in the last episode? What if, if that, don't you think that would positively impact the people around you? Because listen, it's one thing to have a good attitude. Some people just kind of come by that naturally and they just are like that. That's great. That's fantastic. That's fantastic when somebody sees you having a good attitude after what you've been through, come on, you don't think that's going to inspire them? Isn't that going to give them that hope? That first concept I talked about in this episode, believing that change is possible. Are you kidding me? When they see you doing that, they're going to know change is possible. Recognize the value of your story. This next concept here is to commit to change. Yeah, that's the one we don't like so much, right? <laughs> that's where, you know, can't everybody else just change? Can't the situation just turn around? Why do I have to change? It's painful. I don't like pain, uh, right? And again, I'm not saying that you've got to change everything about yourself. You're amazing, you've got such incredible qualities but why don't we stop skipping school, right? There's all, it kind of, it goes hand in hand with what I was saying before about the value of your adversity. So life is this big school. And it's funny because I, I likened it to, I've written about this before, uh, when, you know, life is life is a series of lessons, but when the heart gets involved, it turns an ordinary math class into a trigonometry lesson, right? You know, and I, I it was kind of funny because When I first decided I was going to get up off the mat and change and, you know, try to get happy again and and all that, I was all determined. You know, I was like the little girl on her first day of school. And by the way, I used to be very excited about my first day of school. I was a studious person. I liked school, Um, especially when I was in elementary school. So, you know, I felt like I was the little girl with her new dress. Yeah, so what it was one that my Nana made for me. But still, it was my new dress. And my sharpened pencils and my little school supplies, you know. My poor mother probably scraped every last dime together or had my grandparents pay for. But there I was, this little girl with her pencils and her eraser and a little lunchbox and all this, ready to go to school, all excited. But then the lesson starts. You know, this, this changing, this getting happy when I don't feel happy. The phone call coming from my daughter when just when I was determined I was going to be happy again sending me right back into despair and paralyzing fear. I didn't want to learn anymore. Dang it. Just get clean, Jamie. Just blah, blah, blah. Please. My life can go back to normal. You can't see my quote marks, can you? Normal. (laughs) Whatever that means. It's called new normal now. So my point is that a few times, I didn't just want to and then not. A few times I just did. I kind of just said, hell with it. I'm just going to give up and quit. And I don't want to change. I don't want to do this. I don't want to develop any actions. Well, I don't even know if at that point I had any, but even in the middle of, of developing these nine weapons of hope that used to be called the nine actions. And, and by the way, they're not just exactly the same thing, just, you know, with a different name. It's a totally different uh, level of tool and resource. Anyway, I didn't just go, you know, in the middle of it, I'd be going, oh my gosh, I don't even want to do this. In the middle of writing my first book, why do I have to do this? I want to write a cookbook. I want to do something fun. So I wanted to skip school. I wanted to quit school. But then I'd miss the lessons. And, you know, and I, so I had to be committed to change. I encourage you to do that too. And I, and I encourage you not to wait to start now. Right where you are, start now. I did that. I started in my darkest moment. So wherever you are, you can. The next concept is to stand on your story. And that is to stop wallowing in self-pity, to start shedding shame and guilt because it's not serving you, being guilty. Who's that serving? Okay, you feel guilty. Great, now what? Half the time, we feel guilty over something we didn't even do. Especially if your, you know, codependent enabler beast is living with you like mine was, you know, and I'm taking on all of Jamie's stuff and, you know, making it become my guilt. How is that helping anybody? And the shame, my goodness, everybody has a story, my friend. Everybody's got stuff. And when you're on the outside looking in at somebody else's life and it looks all peachy peachy and wonderful, they haven't cleaned their windows in a while. Their stories are not what you think, and even so, it's not your story. Stand on your story. One of the things that that I help you work on in this Weapon of Hope, Your Story, is your confidence, because, oh man, my confidence was in that stinking toilet. I felt like the biggest failure. I'd let everybody down, including God. How could it get worse than that, right? And so... You know, I want to help you. I want to help you realize that you're more than whatever you're going through and you're valuable. And instead of, you know, so when I say to stand on your story and and stop wallowing in self guilt and self pity and all that, I'm not talking about just forgetting about your story. I'm actually talking about using it, standing on top of it, having it be a building block. It's part of you and your story. So those parts of your story that used to be considered shameful, start using them. Help them to be the solid foundation that is you and that's your story. And then the last concept is to own your power. If you really realized the power that you have, you'd probably be jumping up and down right now. Let me see if I can hear you jumping up and down. You'd probably be jumping up and down with excitement. You need to start realizing that you are very powerful. Each of us are powerful because we influence other people with our words with our actions with our love and sometimes we do it with negative stuff too and that's why it's important to understand your power you have the ability to impact people in so many incredible ways even small ways you know you'll hear when i talk more about your legacy i always say you don't have to be mother teresa to make a difference Own your power. Stop shrinking down like you're some failure at life. You're not. You got to say goodbye to that beast. Oh, and that's a cool thing we do too in in your story. Say goodbye to your beast. We write a letter. Bye-bye. See ya. It's the breakup letter of all breakup letters. Your story matters. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because I want you to feel good about yourself. Well, I do want you to feel good about yourself. So I guess I am saying that for that reason, but not only for that reason, not simply because I want you to feel better about yourself and I'm going to pump you up for a minute. I'm saying that your story matters because it is a piece of the world's puzzle and because there's not a single person exactly like you, zero, none, even if you're an identical twin. There's not a single person that has your DNA plus your unique experiences, your unique perspectives. There's only one you. That's it. So the world can't afford to not have you standing on your story. The world can't afford you not recognizing the value of your story, disrupting yourself self defeat, owning your power. The world can't afford to have you down on the mat. I mean, if you're feeling so bad about yourself right now that you're thinking, well, you know, I don't feel like I deserve. Well, darn it. Think about it this way, then. The world deserves it. (laughs) And the world needs you. And you do deserve it, too. But it's a bigger picture than even ourselves. Disrupt your trauma. Disrupt it for good. And I mean that in two ways. Forever and for some good in the world. You don't have to keep living it. All the stuff you've been through, your story, this this part of your story that's really sucked you down into the quicksand, it's all real. I am not, rec- not, I'm not not, I hate those double words, I am not not recognizing it. I do recognize it. But it doesn't have to own you. It doesn't have to consume you. It doesn't have to become you. Instead of saying, I'm not going to let this consume me. Instead, I'm going to go over here and and be, you know, be something else. No, take it with you. Don't leave it behind. Use it. Because there's such value in your adversity and what you've been through. We learn the most when we go through the crap. We learn the most when we're down on the mat, when we're forced to fight, when we're, we're forced to dig down and find that courage to become wiser than we ever would have had we not been through all this. Your story has value, so don't leave it behind and just become someone else. Take your story with you. You don't have to rent a billboard. You don't have to tell the whole world all the details of your story. I'm not saying that, but take it with you. You know, I mean, you might want to even say thank you. Thank you for those experiences. You're, sure, I wish I hadn't gone through it, but since I have, thank you because I'm going to use them. They've been valuable to me. Disrupt your trauma. Stand up. Your story matters. So live it courageously. Be sure to link arms with me at valeriesilvera.com. You can find free resources, the nine weapons of hope, our trauma disruptors community, and my newsletter. You're not alone, and we shouldn't try to do this alone. Let's stand together, shoulder to shoulder. Let's disrupt trauma for good. This is your time. It's your moment. I'm standing right there with you.